Foodies Rock with Leslie Chesterman on show 97.7. An expert's guide for what to put in your mouth and where to do it. At 10 past 7. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Terry. You're out and about today, are you? Yes. Well, you know, sometimes when you have children who forget things uh, somewhere and you have to get up at 6 o'clock, drive across town to make sure they have their shoes, their coats, <laughs> their bags that were left somewhere, you know, you kind of, life gets in the way. But yeah. uh, otherwise, everything is fine. <laughs> wow, you're a good mom. <laughs> I'm telling you, do they give awards? Do they do that? Or are there too many awards? I think they, yes. So, yeah. Uh, you got to do what you got to do, but uh, I didn't want to. I want to talk about something this morning because there seems to be this massive like uh, snack week on Eater uh, dot com, oh. this big uh, website. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, what did I get? That? I didn't get the memo that it's neither, International Snack Week or something. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, so I was, and then but then I started thinking about snacking. That <clears throat> I think like a lot of us during COVID have been doing excess snacking. Yes. Um, somebody, I had lunch with somebody the other day inside in a restaurant in Express between plexiglass dividers, right? Is that at Express? About- it, was that at Express? Did you yeah, say? Yeah, Express. They they put up a plexiglass um, wow. Wow. between every like three tables, and then there's quite a distance between people. Okay. I mean, it was a kind of a surreal experience, but it was also kind of comforting experience. Yeah. Um, a, to go back into that beautiful room, which seems extremely clean. Not that it wasn't clean before, but now it's like like a hospital. <laughs> it's like wow. super clean. Yeah. I'm sure all the restaurants now will be cleaner than ever. I, you know, not that I think that really makes a difference, but, um, but uh, you know, all the tables were actually facing the other direction, but it was so nice to eat food that wasn't mine. Yeah. You know, it's as strange as that sounds. Apparently, we're all getting sick of our own cooking at this point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, so I was, somebody was talking about COVID tummies. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't talk about COVID tummies, you know. So, uh, or the COVID-19, which are the 19 pounds yeah. that we've all gained during COVID. So and I think a lot of it might have to do with snacking. So I started looking at all these snack foods that we, of course, share with our lovely American neighbors because so many snack foods were created by them. Um, it's not like, you know, a croissant is considered really a snack food uh, compared to a Dorito, you know. And um, the super interesting thing about snacks, imagine what the number one snack is in the United States. Could you imagine what, the, just if, just off the top of your head, would you, what would you think it is? Um, I, I, I don't, yeah, off the top of my head, I don't really, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is snack cakes. You know, yes. they're... It, yes, at one point they were, but today it's M&M's. Oh, okay. And uh, things like Triscuits, you know, which, and, and i got to say, Triscuits. Ritz crackers, <laughs> like Ritz crackers, you have a box and you eat one. Yeah. And the, then suddenly the box is gone. <laughs> and there are crumbs all over your sweater. <laughs> and you're like, what just happened there? You know? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we've all been there. I, yep. When I was little, I used to put like a whole box of Ritz crackers in my soup, which, you know, was... <laughs> quite gastronomic uh, yes. in the 70s. Yeah. But uh, so for me, the super interesting thing about researching snacks was how old they are. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just want to give you some examples of like by decade snacks, like, like unbelievable. I mean, I, 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 I missed, I forgot about all this, but it's true. When you look back, any of us who are old, happy enough to have been able to look back. I feel sorry for the younger people listening because you missed out on things like the birth of an Oreo cookie, which was in 1912. Wow. Yeah, this is like a long, you know, and it's more or less the same cookie. 
And I actually, the, the Oreo cookies used to be made over by the Olympic Stadium here, the local ones. And I was lucky enough to actually tour the factory. You know, you might have, you know, spent the night with Elton John, yeah. uh, Terry DeMonte, <laughs> but have you been to the Oreo factory? No, you know, I never got to go there. Not. No. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's closed now. I think they've moved operations, you know, somewhere. But yes, the Oreo cookie, 1912. Um, peppermint lifesavers, the first lifesavers, 1913. These are old. This is why your grandparents always had them in their bags. Okay. Uh, because that's how old they Marshmallow fluff, right? Fluff, or, you know, if you know, like a fluffer nutter sandwich, which yeah. really to me is the epitome of disgusting. Yeah. But it's a fluffer nutter sandwich, peanut butter, and fluff. And fluff is really just molten marshmallow in a jar. <laughs> Uh, that 1917, somebody brilliantly came up uh, with Fluffernutter. Um, things like O. Henry bars, 1920. I mean, that makes sense because it was uh, named after the famous baseball player, uh, O. Henry. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Um, things like Girl uh, Scout cookies, like gummy bears, 1922. I didn't know that. I thought gummy bears were like a 70s thing. I did, too. I didn't wow. take that long to get here. I mean, yeah. really, popsicles, 1923. I mean, wow. really. Reese's peanut butter cups, 1923. Wow. Yeah, these things are old. We have no reali- uh, we have no realization of this. Because after the war, there's like this huge push towards industrialized foods. Twizzlers, my favorite, my personal favorite snacky yeah. food, 1929. I mean, huh. these are ancient candies that we're eating. I mean, they're not, not that the ones we're eating today are from 1929. Yeah. I'm not. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Leslie, was, Montreal was a real. You know, back when Montreal was the the economic engine of the country. Um, I think a lot of cookies and and you know, I remember Glossette raisins were from here, and yes. there was a lot of. Uh, didn't Roundtree have a factory here? And Dare Cookies had a factory here, and of course the Craft Factory that makes the peanut butter. They're still here. There was uh, there was a yeah. lot of that when we were kids. Absolutely, wasn't there? there was yeah. tons of that, and of course Whippets. Whippets, you know, yeah, that's whippets that yeah. we all grew up with, and yeah. you know, I thought they were kind of a local thing, but you know, people all over have had whippets. Whippets made here in Montreal, yeah, um, unbelievable. But then there are things like like Twinkies, like the huge snack revolution. People became billionaires with these things. Nineteen yeah. thirties, even for us, like Vachon cakes, there are things like. I even think that's kind of an Anglo thing. Like, did Anglos eat Mae West and Francophones ate Joey Louis? You know, like, <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, yeah. kind of like the two solitudes of snacking. Things, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, we didn't really eat Twinkies here. You know, we had things like Swiss Roll. Yeah, we well, we, we had our own. I mean, Mae West was, uh, you know, when I was a kid, they were everywhere. Yes, and I also, another little brag here, I got to... Um, tour the factory where they make those cakes and let's just say there's not a lot of butter in there my friends okay <laughs> a lot of edible oil products going on right in cakes like even the custard filling don't yeah. think that there's any custard in there now okay? it, because, it, you yeah. got you got to do these tours leslie be was, was your dad in advertising my dad was in advertising. At yeah. one point, he did have the account for Vashnal Cakes. Okay, there you go. I, I was wondering what, how you got all these backdoor passes. <laughs> well, more like as a food writer than yeah. I got a lot of oh, these okay. passes. But when I was young, one day my dad came home with about 35 boxes of Vashnal Cakes. <laughs> and um, it was at Christmas time, and my mother wow. freaked out, and she let us keep two. Yeah. And then at school, we are having one of those food drives. And yeah. I remember the kind of headmaster of our school saying, 
Yeah. Who brought the 30 boxes of Vashon cake? <laughs> yeah, you, he pointed to me, and I got a very dirty look. But every, Everybody has – when when I was a kid, I had an uncle that worked at Seagram's, and, and he would he would turn up at Christmas with boxes of Crown Royal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you know, I could have brought the Vashon cake. Yeah, we could have had quite the party. Crown Royal. That yeah. would have been quite the party, yes. Yeah. I mean – but it, it's it's quite amazing that we like take it for granted that things like Dairy Queen, like the forties, M and M's, the forties, and then like there's this Cheetos, nineteen forty eight. I mean, I thought Cheetos were kind of a seventies thing. But, yeah, so did I. You know, Dunkin' Donuts, nineteen fifty, like uh, Cheese Whiz, fifty two. Like these are very old. Ruffles, nineteen fifty eight. Haagen Dazs ice cream, like Haagen Dazs ice cream. I only saw in the late seventies in Montreal, maybe eighties. Yeah, nineteen fifty nine. What wow. took so long to get here? Wow, you know? that's, yeah. I, goldfish. Could, you know, go, like goldfish. Yeah. I thought they were kind of only were invented when my kids were little. Not true. Uh, no. 1962, <laughs> Chips Ahoy, 1963. But Pop-Tarts, you know, 1963. <laughs> wow. You know, again, you know, something we associate with the 70s, because the 70s was really a time where it was very, very fashionable to have a breakfast of a glass of Tang, a cup <laughs> of, of Nescafe, and two Pop-Tarts. <laughs> You know, just what the doctor ordered. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I used to know a man, you know, who turned out to be quite a well-known person, who every day of his life had a glass of Carnation instant breakfast. Oh boy! Does anybody drink that anymore? I don't think so. Not that I I know of. When I'm old, I'm also going to have Carnation instant breakfast. You know, not third wave espresso latte. (laughs) Yeah. Do you? Just didn't exist. Do you have a snack cupboard at the house? No, I don't, Terry. Okay, yeah, well, we don't either. Can I tell you that I did? Yeah. Because maybe I do, <laughs> but I don't, okay? I do have a tendency to hoard the Kit Kats, because that is my snack food. Yeah. Do you have a snack food? We, we do, no, we don't. Um, I, I, I was on a bit of a cracker kick for a while. Oh, my so God. So there's a corner of the pantry that's got a lot of cracker boxes. But uh, we uh, we we try not to have it in the house because I got to tell you something. If there's a bag of jube jubes or a bag of sun chips close by, oh. Oh it's uh, yeah. And and there's a movie on. I oh. I you know I I just I'm not a very good resistor if you know yes, what I yeah, mean. Yeah, me either. Not yeah. a resistor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I gotta say I have a tendency to the the top three for me are Kit Kats. Get them away, and my kids steal them, and then it gets ugly. Kit Kats. <laughs> number two are Twizzlers. Forget about that. I mean, yeah. forget about that. And then number three, salt and vinegar chips. Oh, boy. Which you cannot keep in my house. And yeah. they go extremely well with the gin and tonic after a hard day. Salt and vinegar <laughs> chips, gin and tonic. But snacking is something, you know, the French don't snack as much as we do. Eh? The, the French have a way, and a lot of people say the reason that French women are so thin or French people or whatever is because they do not snack as much as we do. So, you know, as great as it is, yeah. all, all these snacks, maybe this is kind of what's killing us. So, yeah. um, but you know, it, it's quite amazing when you look at the snack industry, which is, yeah. it, it's, we all kind of are ashamed of it. And we don't talk about it, but it's a multi-billion dollar industry. It's quite, yeah. you know, Orville Redenbacher's popcorn. This is like a huge innovation in the seventies. And, you know, this is something that kind of changed microwave popcorn didn't yeah. exist before, you know. Yeah. So it's a long, it kind of changed lo- the way we ate. Yeah, long way from Jiffy Pop. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, which was a lot more fun. Yeah, you that's see. true. And it still yeah. exists. You can yeah. still get Jiffy Pop. But the good news is with all the snacking is that when you, like, go through all these decades that you see, like, 
all these Hershey's Kisses and Lunchables and 3D Doritos and all this kind of crazy stuff like pizza chips and, you know, baked potato chips and all the stuff is that apparently in the last 20 years, we've gotten very disciplined. And the snack food of today is, imagine, it's a smoothie. Okay. Right? So that is the big trend now. But it's, like, interesting to see that we went from, like, eating Velveeta constantly and craft dinner, which, you know, I still love, to be honest. And, you know, today we have, like, people have gotten extremely health conscious. So it's not all lost. All right. I'm. Uh, I don't have Oreos in the house. I'm gonna go have a banana now. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, I'm gonna go have a handful of goldfish myself. Okay, <laughs> so, and a Kit Kat and some Twizzlers. All right, my glass of Tang. All right, <laughs> take care, everybody. Breakfast. Watch what you eat. <laughs> All right, see you later. Bye. Leslie. Bye. <laughs>